In today's episode, I want to talk about an important topic that is very often overlooked, and that's understanding the difference between improvisational training and functional training, and how we should approach working with our children to give them a clear uh, understanding and skill set of personal protection uh, and being able to really put the lessons that we want them to understand and to take ownership of into them and doing so in a way that they don't get discouraged. Welcome to the Close Quarter Dad podcast, discussions about raising your kids with confidence, safety, and resilience. I'm your host, Adam Mitchell, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Training by nature comes with risk, and the risk exists in both functional and improvisational. Understanding that first before I get into the differences between the two approaches to training is very important. Danger physically, uh, but also danger mentally, uh, where someone gets discouraged in any type of discipline and they quit. We don't want them to do that. We want them to stay motivated. We want them to enjoy the experience, but we also want the experience to be garnished with reality. We want the experience to be at sometimes shocking, not traumatic, um, but we want them to own the experience, to understand the experience, and to slowly, gradually increase their threshold for fear and discomfort. It starts with functional training, and then it moves into improvisational training. Functional training is your basics. It's your core. It's your formula. Where improvisational training is just what it says. It's off script. It is um, different scenarios, different situations. It's jamming. I'll use the example of music. I don't consider myself a musician, but I love playing guitar. I have my whole life. I'm not even a good guitarist, but I understand that I need to practice my scales. I need to practice my rhythm when I'm playing my chords. And I can play a couple songs, but in no way would I be able to sit down in a jazz bar and jam alongside some improv jazz musicians. Um, There's no way I'd be able to do that. And this is where the risk comes in. In improvisation, the risk actually is being noticed. Uh, If I was to sit down with some jazz musicians and play my guitar, it would be very noticeable that I wasn't good. In personal protection, the risk in improvisation is injury. Um, So we start with functional training. The risk there is discouragement and lack of discipline. This is very important because the discipline and discouragement doesn't exist in improvisation. The risk there, again, is the outcome. When you work with your children in creating formulas and doing the lessons that I teach in my Close Quarter Dad program, or whether it's you have your children going to a martial arts program, make sure that core, fundamental, functional movement is being really impressed on them. This is for safety. In judo, the first thing children are gonna learn is how to do forward rolls, how to do back falls, how to do side falls. This is because inherently in judo, the next thing that they're gonna learn is how to actually take someone's balance and imbalance them and then bring them under their control through a sweep or a throw or some type of takedown. So in order to do that, they have to know the function of falling. They have to know how to do that movement. Then. 
after they develop that, they become safe to train with, then they can very gradually move into randori or sparring, and they can start grappling and doing more freeform movement. The level of that freeform movement should be aligned with where their functional training skill set is. Where are they? And this is why we have a ranking system in judo and in jujitsu, and that should really be adhered to. Now, if we go too far in the other direction and we go into an environment where they impress improvisational training first, where everybody's rolling and there's very little functional training happening, well, this can become dangerous, like I said, because the, the student who needs functional training is going to become discouraged. But even more than that, because they don't have the functional background, they're more susceptible to injury. And while the more skilled student uh, is going to be tossing the younger student around and thinking that that's some sort of rite of passage and, hey, when I was a yellow belt, I used to get my ass kicked by the brown belts left and right, that's irresponsible. And you usually end up with a specific persona or a specific type of student in that environment. And quality students don't have longevity there. So it's really important that we identify this and you understand this. This is how you're going to be approaching training with your children, is teaching them functional movements, teaching them basic uh, you know, grip breaks or how to get out of a bear hug. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to, when they don't know the technique yet, they haven't owned it, they don't understand the concept and the principle, the feeling, the, um, the actual shock of having someone grab you, even if it's dad, let alone a strange man, uh, that shock and the freeze that their brain is naturally going to go through. And then to have some wise ass come up to them and say, yeah, well, what if I do it like this? Well, now what you're doing is you're stepping into improvisation when you don't belong in improvisation. You're stepping up onto the stage when you haven't even read the script yet and you don't even know what the storyline's about. You're walking into the cafe with a guitar that you've never picked up before and you don't know how to play it and you're trying to improv with a jazz band. It doesn't work. But unfortunately, because of ego, arrogance, often this machismo thing, well, what if? It's what, it's, it's what stops potentially great students from becoming great martial artists. And I want to share this with you because I want you, if you're a dad and you're working with your child, I want you to approach it with that same framework where functional is important until they understand the concept and the movement and they're comfortable with it and they can flow and they can do the movement without having to think about it. You should not touch improvisational training and improvisational movement. Teaching them flow is a different thing. Uh, getting into wrestling and moving and, 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 as I say, helping them through the threshold of discomfort and fear is critical. It, going hands-on with your child and getting them comfortable with being imbalanced and moved around and shifted is going to help them if the situation happens where maybe they're, someone's trying to grab them and pull them down a set of stairs. They're used to imbalance now. They've been indoctrinated into this because of the work that you do with them. So they're gonna be able to balance themselves or grab on or latch on to things quicker and easier because of the work that you're doing. But that's not functional training. That's improvisational training, uh, but you're talking about very, very core functional movement, balance, knees bent, hips low, getting a low center of gravity. It's non-combative, it's not specific to the topic of personal protection, but it is really, really important. Functional running, making sure your, your child understands how to run properly and has the stamina uh, and knows how to do that is extremely important. 
just like basic swimming, functional strokes, understanding how to do the strokes is gonna allow them to stay afloat much, much longer rather than just throwing them in and seeing if they can figure it out. You obviously see the danger there, right? So that's what I wanted to share with you in this episode and uh, an approach to training that is extremely important uh, and that's functional training. And uh, I think also there's something to be said where too many martial arts stay inside the world of functional training and they don't go into the improvisational space enough where they stay inside their forms, they stay inside the formulas, they stay inside the, um, the, the step-by-step and almost this choreographed role play thing that has its place in functional training, extremely important impact training, uh, but you're following a certain choreograph, you're following a script, very important in functional space. When, you, when you're learning power, you're learning dynamic movement, you've gone past the basics. Functional training exists all the ways up and should still be in a very critical role, even at the mastery level, at the highest levels of your training. It's almost though you go full circle and you return back to an entirely new horizon of functional training. I want to thank you for spending time with us on this episode today. It's truly appreciated. I hope you got some value from it. If you want to go ahead and leave any comments or questions, reach out to me directly. I personally answer all of the questions that you have. If you know someone like yourself who may find value in this episode, then please go ahead and share it. We'd also like to ask you to subscribe to Close Quarter Dad. This way you get updated every time a new episode comes out, wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much once again, and we'll see you on the next episode of Close Quarter Dad.